This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast, the one you know, the one you love. And I'm Danielle. And I am Jamie. And when you hear this, it'll be Halloween first. Will it be? It'll be the oh, first October first. The first of Halloween. Oh, baby. Hear, yeah, you're right. When they hear this on the WMLD, the Voice of Pennsylvania Radio. Yeah. So they're gonna hear it on Friday and Friday's October first. Yes, yes. Friday is October first. Can I just tell you how much I'm living for this weather? Uh, girl, you know, this weather. You know, it's Fat Girl Fall. Fat Girl Fall, fall calls to me. <laughs> it calls to me. I didn't know we were naming it Fat Girl Fall. It is Fat Girl Fall. You can smell it in the air. Nothing but pumpkin spice and big girls in jeans and hoodies. So skinny girls from the summer, you just step aside. Hot Girl Summer, bye. It's our turn. It's and we're our here. turn and we're ready. to fucking thrive. <laughs> So, Jamie had a very unfortunate encounter when she went out last weekend. Oh, my fucking God. For Jay's birthday. And I just want to get it over with because some people have already seen it on the TikTok. And I figured we would mention it now. Oh, my God, people. Excuse my, pardon my anger. (laughs) So... It's our fact checker. It was our fact checker bir- checker's birthday. I didn't even know it was his birthday. I feel terrible. And I was like, "Do you want to go to dinner?" So we had plans to go to dinner, and he was like, "Hey, can we go to Pat's instead?" Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Fine." So we went to Pat's. I bought him dinner. He had him a cheesesteak. I had some mega fries. Oh, I love mega fries. And it was karaoke. So my sister and Chris came out. My little sister. Her name is Kira. She's five years younger than me. And we're sitting there, and we're singing. This is a college bar. It's in College Town. So all these kids, like, if the kids were so young, I was literally lactating in the bar. Oh, my God. My uterus was glowing. It was it was terrible. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I wanted to mother them all. I did. I did. I did. There was a couple of them I didn't know whether I wanted to do or breastfeed. <laughs> anyway, so um, there was a cute little uh, German kid there. He was 22. His name is Luca. And I was like do you know the song? And he was like, what song? I was like, my name is Luca. And he was like, I live on the second floor. And his cute German accent. I was like, do you like love Hasselhoff? (laughs) Love Hasselhoff? Because all Germans love Hasselhoff. Like they're that they're, he's like the German Elvis. What? David Hasselhoff is like German Elvis. Like they all like, Oh my God, the Hoff. And he was like, the Hoff. Oh my God. He was like, technically I'm from Germany and I have to, but I really don't. Anyway. Well, hold so, on. Can I just say, if somebody from Germany ever listens to this and can confirm, please write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Thank you. I mean, we can Google it. I'm no, you. I think it's fantastic. I want to hear from them. The Germans love Hasselhoff because he's German. And he sang, like, on the Berlin Wall before it came down. Like, it was a whole thing. He had, like, on this leather jacket. Oh, of course he had a leather jacket yeah. on. Yeah, and, and, like, tight jeans and no shirt. Anyway, <laughs> so we're singing these songs and... Having a good time. And the waitress comes up to me and she says, oh my God, you have such a great voice. You did such a good job. And she looked at my little sister who is five years younger than me and said, and she asked me, is that your daughter? Um, <laughs> bitch, what? 
I was like, could you, why don't you ask her? Ask her. And she was like, are you her daughter? And the look on Kira's face was like, oh my God. She told that little girl, run. <laughs> so Kira is like making fun of me all night and texts me when she gets home. And she's like, mom, I'm home. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, fuck you. Cause your mom's a hoe. And she was like, right now everybody thinks you're my mom. <laughs> so that backfired. Yeah. So anyway, that happened. So <laughs> the next day I woke up and I went and I got my hair chopped off and I colored it and I put makeup on my face. <laughs> I know you did a TikTok. You're like, I just want everybody to know that I do not look like a grandmom right now or I don't look like a mom to my sister. I was like, this is some bullshit. You're like, from now on, I have to really then start the trying. Next, then the next day there was like this fucking thing, um... It was, like, National Daughters Day or something. And Kira was like, you didn't even make a post about me. (laughs) Whatever. I hate you. And then, and then it's Sunday. It's Sunday. And I've obviously had a terrible weekend because I went home and yelled at Paco and told him I was going to be 110 in our wedding photos. He might as well put me in a fucking walker. I'm going to need the best airbrusher on the face of the fucking planet to make me look pretty in my own medical wedding photos because I'm old and he won't fucking marry me. Oh yeah. my god, did he, you really? He completely enjoyed that at one in the morning. Um, <laughs> oh, I bet he did. Oh my so god. So on Sunday. Oh my god. I'm scrolling through TikTok. I'm scrolling through TikTok and Dolly Parton is on TikTok. So I lose my whole entire mind. Like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to sing a Dolly song every day until she follows me. Like, I've got plans. Dolly Parton is going to follow me back and we're going to become besties. <laughs> And then... Oh, that's right. I remember this now. Then. Mother fucking shit. This comes across my page. Y'all ready? TikTok was lied to. The community was fucking lied to. So apparently, the whole thing was fake. And this is from the Today Show. And the internet duped by fake Dolly Parton TikTok account. And it has now been removed. I'm not going to read the whole article. Because i it's heartbreaking to me. It's motherfucking heartbreaking. I know. You did a whole TikTok post about how excited you were on there. And you were saying too many cuss words. Then you so did then I had TikTok. to do one without the cuss words. Because what if she sees it? And then she's watching me. And she thinks I'm a potty mouth. And I can't have that. Mm-hmm. And now I find out that it's all fucking bullshit. That I was duped. And fuck you to whoever is that cruel. <laughs> you just had such a hard time I did this weekend was awful well I had a really nice time this weekend so um Bethany's son was baptized this weekend on Sunday I love how like you're the you, Bethany that's what her mom calls her poor Beth I will never call you Bethann. I do I was called Bethann. so uh little Dilly Pop got baptized this weekend. Oh, congratulations, and, Pickle. Yeah, and he's got so, he's got so many godparents. So I'm considered his earthly godmother. Oh. Okay. And then her other bestie, Jessica, who she's been besties with for a very long time, is her like spiritual godmother. Because she had a baptized in Catholic Church, and in order to be a godparent, I guess you gotta have like all the things. There's like something you gotta have. I forget what it's called right now off the top of my head. See what happens when you get COVID at one point in time. You can't remember anything after that. Um, I forget what it was, but you had to be something in the church and you had to do seven things or whatever. And it's like something that, you know, you have listed. 
And she wanted this so badly that she was missing sacraments. Yeah. She had to do so many sacraments or something like that, right? And she had done all of those because they're, like, super Italian. Well, a couple of them she was actually missing, and she called the church and made them track it down. So she's a friend of the end, you know what I mean? Like, for sure. Like, she deserves the, the honor for sure. Um, and she did all that. Well, and her brother Mark is the godfather, and he couldn't get here from Hawaii. So what I did was I held the phone while he was alive, and he got to participate, you know, that way. And it was so adorable, and it was so good to be back in church, because you know my little Bible banging self just loves me some church. And I haven't been in a while. And poor Bruce is like, I'm kind of afraid to go in church because I'm afraid I'm going to catch on flame, you know, catch catch on fire. And I'm Same, like, Bruce. Same. So we went and, um, you know, there was like three total people like there, like babies. There was like two babies and then Dilly. And it was just very, very nice service. You could tell the priest was just very down to earth and very nice. <coughs> it was such an honor to be there. And I hope that I can, you know, do the job well. And we got him, like, little gifts, and then we went back to the house, and we ate, like, our body weight and food. And I keep saying, I'm going to go on a giant. I have. I started my little diet yesterday, and I've been on track. But I pigged the hell out the other day. They had so much food. I am so excited that Pickle has been blessed by Sky Daddy. Oh, my gosh. You know what Bruce did, too? We're sitting there. You're such a terrible person, Sky Daddy, little Pickle. I call him Pickle to his face. I told Beth, I said, I'm going to call your kid Pickle because his name is Dylan. What's wrong with that? Dilly. So I'm like, Pickle. And Dilly, she's like, like Dilly Pickle? Yeah, he's just like, it's fine. So like, Dill Pickle. Yeah, Dill Pickle. And he's so fucking cute. Oh, God, he is He is so fucking cute, man. He burped twice. I was telling Jamie, like, before we started. And, like, he burped and it was, like, really quiet in the church. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, like, just <laughs> burping. And Beth is like, oh, my God. Stop it, right? And then towards the end, when everybody was doing their pictures, Bruce comes over. He was like, "You ever, ever banged in the church?" I was like, "No! Oh my hey. god, what is wrong with you?" Like he was trying to make funny. You know, he didn't mean hey, it. He was being not, funny. That's not funny. Sky Daddy's watching. And I was like, "Ew! Oh my god, what the hell's wrong with you?" And he just started laughing. The Father, um, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And I was like, "You just said that right, buddy, Jesus," because there was like a hanging Jesus on a cross or whatever. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe he just did that." But. It was really, really nice to be in there. And every time I end up in church for like the first time after I haven't been there in a while, I cry. I can't explain it. It's like I get in there. I know. I was with you at Ariel's Ariel's son's baptism slash wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Renewal. Vow renewal. I remember you were crying and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? I can't (laughs) even help. I don't know what it is. There's something about it. It's not a sad cry. It's a happy cry. It's an overwhelming, just love sort of feeling i can't even explain it and i wish i could because if i could bottle that up i would be happy all the time it did i was like bitch if i could bottle it up i'd throw it at you i do <laughs> i would i would just sprinkle some on you i should have got some holy water because they had a whole thing right there i should have put a little, scooped a little on something and baptized your little ass i have i have daddy stuff i'm the only one out of the three of us the sisters that actually is baptized well we need to redo you because <laughs> it didn't take the a, first you time you need a booster yeah <laughs> You know, my Aunt Kate is going to really, really love this because they are, uh, you know, a big time Catholic and she's going to get a really, really good kick out of this. I'm telling you. Oh my God. Let me Look, see. we're going to go on that girls weekend with Aunt Kate and she's going to be like, hey, Jamie, we're just going to go here right now. She's going to dunk me in the water and have the, <laughs> just have throw the, you in. Have the priest run out real quick. <laughs> well. Save her. Save her. <laughs> she's really a nice person. I'm telling you, she's going to be fine. You just got to hang in 
speaking of your aunts and uncles, hey, Uncle Pat. What? How about them cowboys? Oh, my God. You want to die the next time he sees you, don't you? <laughs> you, like, straight the up Eagles want got, to die. The Eagles got their ass whooped Did by they? the fucking cowboys last night. Like... You know what the Cowboys? I saw a lot of people talking smack about the cow or talking smack about the Eagles with the Cowboys all of a sudden out of nowhere. And I'm like, well, I don't know where this Cowboys. Is, this is the biggest NFL rivalry rivalry in history. It's always like this. I know, but I mean, I hadn't seen a whole lot because the Cowboys haven't been doing much in right. the last couple of years. So well, all neither, of a sudden, has, neither has the Eagles really. But I mean, I don't really hear much about them. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like it was just so funny how all of a sudden, like the Cowboys, like all of a sudden, they're like all over my timeline. And I didn't know what it was because we don't really watch sports here. <laughs> we don't right. watch sports. As you, we don't watch sports bra- sports ball. That's what Kira calls it. Sports, yeah, sports ball. ball. Oh my gosh! Now Nalini is. I I'll yeah. Lainey knocks on the door by scrap scraping the door with her paw so she can come in. How annoyable! Did you expect her to knock? She doesn't have a closable thumb. No, I think it's funny that that's how she's like. I want your attention, and she scratches the door with her paw. Look at you! First time, and Jim will love me, and Jimmy always loves me. Oh my god! But anyway, talking about water and being plunked in water, this poor woman out in Florida found an iguana in her toilet. And I, she, like, freaked out and tried to flush it down the toilet. <laughs> so, you know, you know how people could go to the bath, get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom and they don't even turn on the light? Yeah. I will never, ever do that because I'm so terrified something's going to jump out of my fucking toilet. Well, I don't usually turn on the, well, okay, so our bathroom they is have in our lighted, bedroom. They have those light-up toilets, <coughs> but it doesn't illuminate the water. So I still won't use it. I have to turn on the light if I'm going to the bathroom. Because yeah. I don't know what the fuck is, A, behind that shower curtain, and B, what is in that <laughs> toilet. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I always turn on the light to go potty, unless it's the dead of the middle of the night, maybe. I don't know, because I always have a TV on, so there's a little bit of light. I don't even remember. I'm going to have to pay attention, because I don't really, if I get up in the middle of the night, I usually just roll over and go back to sleep. Very rarely do I have to get up unless I've been, like, drinking or something. So I'll have to, like, think about it. But I never, like, turn on our bedroom light. But I think I turn on the bathroom light. But so anyway, this, this woman, woman is my worst nightmare. Right yeah, now. turn it on. And there's this big-ass iguana sitting in her toilet. And it's fucking big, too. It's and, like, and this turtlet. It's, like, ten inches long. And it's humongous. And she's, like, trying to flush it down the toilet. So Hollywood, Florida. Because, of course, it's Florida, right? Mm-hmm. I can't even say that much anymore because I, <laughs> the, the whole world going, is fucking The world's nuts. going to, like, hell in a handbag. Says a Florida woman was surprised to find an unexpected stranger inside of her toilet. Michelle Bennett said she was startled to find an iguana in her toilet as she lifted the lid. I was getting up, I put my glasses on, turned on the light, and I threw the lid back down. She says she tried flushing it, but the iguana was too big and kept crawling back out. A trapper was called to the Hollywood home who identified the creature as a Mexican spiny tailed iguana. They come in through the vents in the roof. The trapper says he gets several calls like this every month. They get curious when they're up there. They see a vent. They fall in. There's no way for them to come out, so they just follow it until it ends up in the toilet. <laughs> that sounds speaking awfully of, easy going. Like, oh, I'll speaking just Speaking of fucking animals that are, like, mysteriously ending up places, how about Lori's fucking Max saga? Oh, I know! Like, she's like, how the fuck does this cat keep getting in my house? And it keeps coming back, so it knows the way into Lori's house. Yes, no, and yeah. it's the next building over. 
Is it? Yeah. So this cat is like going through the. Tell the story about it real quick, and we'll finish this when you're done. Because this is so funny. You have to tell people because this is like something you would. Do. All right. So let me find it because she explains what happens in her post. I should just. Oh, I can't call her because she's not even done work yet. I should just call her and let her tell it herself over the phone. But hold on, Lori. Okay. So it says. So I woke up this morning to this cat in my apartment. It's not mine. I have no idea how it got in. It was trapped in my closet. My cat <clears throat> my cat was not happy about this new development, so it's currently it is currently residing on my balcony until I find its owner. So then she says, update, Max is with his family. Then the next day <laughs> it says day two of the Max saga. Apparently, he has decided to become a frequent visitor as he dropped by this morning. But now, I know for sure how he's getting in. He is traversing his way through the laundry vents somehow. This cat lives two buildings away. Luckily, I caught his owners as they were leaving, so he is back home again. So this fucking cat is like, oh, okay, I like this lady, so I'm just gonna fucking keep crawl- coming back to her apartment where right. I don't live. Crawling through her fucking vents and being like, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't show up somewhere because that's one of those weird things where you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, hi, kitty. Oh, wait. Like, I was wait, like. why is there another kitty here? There's two kitties and I only have one kitty. I was like, was Lori drunk and doesn't remember me? And like, oh, hi, kitty. Come on I in. I know, right? But it was in her closet and Lori would never put a living thing in the closet on purpose. <laughs> even in her drunkest day. Right. Oh, my God. It says, uh, let me see. The trapper arranged sticks arranged sticks on the toilet to give the iguana something to hold on to and was able to remove the unwelcome visitor. That was the end. I guess I waited for all that just to, to finish my story. <laughs> it was like two sentences long. But I'm kind of like just amazed by that shit. So when you were little and you went swimming, did you ever think a shark would just bust through the wall and like be in there with you? Oh, I no. It was always alligators. I always, swear alligators? To, I always swear to God that there was an alligator in the deep end of the pool. Really? Like that's why you will never catch me in the pool at night. To I this was, day because I'm 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 insane. <laughs> insane. Well, when I was little, it was always sharks because God forbid you ever showed me like the Jaws movie. Right. And they did. So I always assumed that it would be that. And I always assumed it would be, like, if I was sitting on the toilet, it would be a spider that's bit my butt. I never would think that there'd be a snake in the toilet or iguana. I always thought it'd be, like, a spider or something. So this is, like, somebody's worst nightmare. Like, a little baby Godzilla coming out of their toilet in the middle of the night. Yeah, I, no. I'm probably, this story that we're talking about will probably make me paranoid now for at least a month. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. Speaking of butts. (laughs) I'm done. Speaking of butts. Mm -hmm. I have 30 30 fascinating facts about farts. Oh my God. We got to keep it classy. And this is from Mental Floss. Okay. Okay. Number one, the world's oldest recorded joke was a fart joke. Was it? Yep. Bathroom humor is law has a long history. In 2008, researchers at England University of Wolverhampton traced an ancient joke about a woman who may or may not have tooted in her husband's lap, all the way back to 1900 BCE. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! The Sumerian quip is delivered delivered as follows: something which has never occurred since time immemorable. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. 
Apparently, that was a fart joke that was recorded back in 1900. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> also, two, everyone farts. Everybody knows that, right? Mm-hmm. Three, the medical term for a fart is flatulous. Oh, flatus. Flatus. Yes, but we knew that, too. Or flatus. I guess it could be yeah. either one. Adults fart about 14 times a day. How much squeezing cheese is normal? Typically, adults produce about two pints of gas each day, which sneaks or leaks out via an average of 14 farts a day. If that number seems low to you, don't worry. It apparently, <laughs> it's apparently perfectly normal to pass up to 21 times a day. Well, can I just mention something? I was doing, like, sugar-free cake and then sugar-free icing. Are you remember remember what I was That's like that? a fucking laxative. No, it would give me the worst farts I've ever had in my life. And I'm not talking like little ones. I'm talking about yeah. big, rumbling ass, long 13 seconds. Is it ever going to end coming out of my aunt's farts? Yeah, that's why you don't eat sugar free candy. It's, it's oh basically a laxative. God. It was terrible. Okay, so sulfur is what makes farts stink. 99% of what consists of a toot has no smell at all. It's made up of nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, hydrogen, and methane. All of which these odors are generally when sulfur makes its way into the mix, mainly via the food you eat. Think broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and dairy products. Things start to stink. <laughs> it's impossible to hold in a fart. No it's matter, impossible? Mm-hmm, no matter how sly you think you may be, you cannot hold in a fart. Sure, they can rumble into the surface in an impromptu moment, and you could often comfort your body in certain ways to prevent the little guy from screeching out. But the gas will escape. If you're lucky, it will do so quietly and over an extended period of time to give you the best chance of not being suspected as the one who dealt it. But if you're not so lucky, holding in a stinker could force it to come tumbling out louder than it would in the first place. Oh my god. So, just let it rip, I guess. If you try to hold in a fart, it could leak out of your mouth. What? If you're truly cursed, holding in a tail, a tail scutter... For too long could mean that the gas will be reabsorbed into your circulation system and could actually leak out of your mouth. Do not take any chances. Unleash the air biscuit. Unleash the air biscuit. Mm -hmm. Shakespeare loved a good fart joke. Just as it considered rude to pass gas in public, the word fart itself has long been considered a a vulgarism, making it impolite to talk about bottom burps. In certain companies, Cecily Bottom Trinket Bottom Burp. Oh my God! But that didn't stop some of history's most celebrated thinkers from writing about cutting the cheese. William Shakespeare was a master of the fart joke, as evidence in a works in works like A Comedy of Errors, where the character Dromeo of Ephesus says the following: "A man may break a word with you, sir, and words are but wind." I and break it in your face, so he breaks it not from behind. So basically, <laughs> I'm breaking it in. Your, I'm gonna fart your face. Your he farted in his face. <laughs> Thanks, Shakespeare. Wait, can I just tell you something? So, like, <laughs> last week, sometime in the morning, all the kids were sitting out in the living room. Well, and Jonathan came running down the steps. <laughs> He came walking up to our daughter. <laughs> she thought he was going to give her a hug goodbye or something. He farted in her face. He's he, like, cool. lifted his leg. It was like, brr, like, right in her face. She was like, oh, my God. She was like, you're disgusting. I thought you were going to give me a hug. And then we 
disgusting, first of all. We're like, oh my god, why would you do that? And she was ready to beat the living snot out of him, and I was gonna let her. <laughs> As you should have. I know, but freaking boys, man. Teenage boys. Okay, so not only did Chaucer, or did Shakespeare love a good fart joke, mm-hmm. Gregory Chaucer also did. Oh, okay. Or Geoffrey Chaucer. Mm-hmm. Geoffrey Chaucer had a character let fly, let fly <coughs> a fart, let fart, let fly a fart as loud as it has been a thunderclap. In, a, thunder in the Canterbury Tales. That's a quote from the Canterbury Tales. Oh my, okay. Ten. Plenty of other classic works feature the fart jokes. Dante's The Inferno, Astrophane's The Clouds, Mark Twain's 1601, and J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rye, or just a few pieces that of revered literature that wax poetic about cheek squeaks. Oh my, okay. James Joyce loved farts. James Joyce Ulysses is another classic that didn't shy away from a fart joke. But Joyce himself took it one step further. He actually seemed to find something romantic in Breaking Wind. Ew. When he wasn't busy writing some of the most influential works of the 20th century, Joyce penned some pretty raunchy missives to Norrell Barnacle. I guess that was, um, oh, his wife and longtime muse. In one letter written in December 1909, he used the word fart a total of 10 times. And mostly in an X-rated context. I think I wouldn't know Nora's fart anyway, Joyce wrote. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. Oh, I think farting it, women? <laughs> I th- it says, I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick her fart out of a room full of farting women. He described it as a rather girlish noise. Anyway, farting can be a fetish. Like people get turned on by people farting. Woman who had obsessed thoughts about farting was advised to fart harder. An obsessive with squeakers isn't always a fetish, though in 1982, a pair of at Georgia State University published a case study in the Journal of Behavior Therapy, Experimental Psychiatry, about a 33-year-old respiratory therapist who would not rid her mind of obsessive thoughts about roaring from the rear. In a rather unorthodox move, she was instructed to intensify her farts. When she had to pass gas, she should fart harder. This contradictory contradictory advice helped her free her thoughts of altogether. I guess she was having um, fears of farting in public. Okay. All right. So Canadian Parliament once argued about the appropriateness of using the word fart on the chamber floor. (laughs) Gerald Ford blames his farts on his Secret Service agents. Oh my god. Kind of like we do with our kids. Yep. Or the dog. Or the dog. One boss got sued for allegedly farting too much. What? Greg Short was a supervisor at an engineering firm in Melbourne, Australia that got sued by David Hinks, a former employee who claimed that he was continuously bullied by his boss, or more specifically, his boss's gassiness. During the year he worked for the company, Hinks claimed that between May 2008 and April 2009, Short would regularly amuse himself by coming into Short's windowless office. Oh my god. At which point he would fit his bum and fart Hinks. <laughs> Hinks oh, sued gross. for $1.8 million in damages. What? No, $1.8 million. Yep. How did you come up with one point eight? Why not two? Why not? And the court side, but the court sided um with the company deciding that hotboxing an office on occasion did not rise <laughs> to a level of harassment. <laughs> hotboxing. 
fucking office. It's oh a bad God. idea to fart at the police in Germany. In 2016, Hasselhoff. In 2016, <laughs> when Berlin police asked a group of people to show them some identification, one man floated a pair of farts their way instead. The farter in question was fined 900 euros for disrespecting law enforcement and started what became known as the Crazy Toot Trial. Ah! <laughs> Which required the participation of 23 law enforcement officials. A prompt and huge debate was over wasteful public spending. All right. Oh my god. Number 18. Some have turned farts into performance arts. Somebody plays the trumpet, I guess, with their toots. <laughs> um, so it says in the late, 1800- the late 1800s, a French baker named Joseph Pajoule would often entertain his customers by sucking air into his rectum and then expelling it in a which way that he could actually imitate different instruments and sounds. While not fart in the most technical sense, Pujol decided to take his act on the road. He adopted the stage name Le Petomain, which combined the what? French word to fart, <laughs> fart Peter with the suffix name maniac. Oh, and he wowed crowds with his talents for passing wind at will. If you'd like to see a flatulous performance for yourself, at least one is still around in England's Mr. Methane, a.k.a. the King of Farts. Wow. So, so 19. Scientists have studied how much space farts take up. <laughs> Wait, can I just get this straight? <laughs> like, how do you, like post that as like um a job you know what i mean like say you work at like astrazeneca and right. all of a sudden they've got this big grant and you're like oh you're hearing rumblings that there's this big grant no you're hearing rumblings because they're doing fart science over in the lab next door well hallamashire hospital in sheffield england published a paper and found out that um Farts are between 30 and 125 milliliters with a median of 90 milli- milliliters but how do you or find that about out? three mil fluid ounces? This is what I'm thinking. Did they have to stick something in your asshole? I don't know. So when you fart, it goes in it, and then they immediately hurry up and take it out and plug it up. I don't know. It doesn't say how they did it. But I want to know now. Inquiring minds. You should probably Google that. <laughs> so <laughs> like, sh- let me move on. <laughs> so beans might actually make you gassier. No shit. I love black beans. We know that beans will make you gassier. There's no scientific evidence that links how loud a fart is to the smell that, or lack thereof, that it has. Like, you could be like, and not smell at all, but you could be like, and it'll stink. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And for it says, let's, let's take you to, let's see, let's, uh, lest, lest, L E S T, lest you take too much stock in the atomical expertise of our nation's nine year olds. Though let's discuss the term silent but deadly. You've probably used it to describe a fart at some point in time. But firm scientific evidence established a relationship between the loudest of a fart and its resulting smell of it lacking. Which isn't to say that you've never experienced the horror of what is an SBD. But if you want to tote a rigorously established connection between smell and sound, you may need to fund, to fund the necessary research yourself. Oh my goodness. So farts can be visible in cold air hmm. i guess like your breath is visible in cold air yeah your farts really do smell worse in the shower that's legit okay it's they do po- smell worse in the shower yeah it smells like I always swamp. Thought they smell worse yeah it's possible though unlikely to spread disease via a fart 
It's pink. What? It's likely it, it's or a, not likely? It's a, it is possible, though unlikely, to spread disease via a fart, except for pink eye. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure pink eye is, like, from farts. Lots of animals fart, <laughs> and for some of them, it can be a genuine matter of life or death. So the pupfish, if he farts, you got to get him to the hospital. Oh, my. One of the most notorious animal farters is the termite. What? They may be small in size, but termites live in colonies of millions, so when each termite lets half a microgram of methane loose per day, it adds up to a lot, about 20 million tons of methane per year, or 1 to 3% of global methane emissions. What? From fucking termites farting. <clears throat> Ugh, not every animal farts. It's thought that the, octop- the octopuses, oh, I'm sorry, Jay, octopi, <laughs> don't toot, nor do soft-shell clams, sea anemones, or birds. Sloths don't fart either, and they very well, <laughs> and they very well may not be the only an- mammal that does not fart. 28. Your farts probably aren't as stinky as you, to you as they are to everyone else. So basically, you could be like, eh, it's not that bad, but the lady next to you is like, I'm going to throw up. Really? And last um, but not least. Oh, can I just mention something? Um, I don't know when it was. Last month or so. Our little one, our little six-year-old. Like, all of a sudden we smell a smell. And we're like, was that you? And he goes, no, those don't smell like my farts. <laughs> like, he knows what his farts smell like. And whatever this smell was, was not one of them. Wasn't his. I thought that was pretty hilarious. We laughed our little butts off. There's farts. Nu- there's fart neutralizing underwear. I've seen these. If the pills are ineffective, maybe some filtering, fart filtering fashion is a better bet. There's an entire company, Shreddies, that uses activated carbon in its line of its underwear, pajamas, jeans, and even seat cushions to block the more putrid smells associated with farts. <laughs> and you guys are welcome. Those are 30 facts that you didn't know about farts. I feel like a brand new woman. <laughs> a I have so much, new world. I have so much information now. Right. About farts. I just, I have my goodness. Now go to a party and wow your friends. I, I know. I don't know what to do with it at this point. I feel interested. You should. Um, I don't really know how to come from after that. <laughs> at the moment, I don't know what to do with it. So maybe we just don't do anything with it at this point. We just move on to something different. Move it along. We're just going to move on along. Um, Never happened. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith Ugh. are back in the news again. Everybody's talking about them. Even It was on um, WMMR even this morning. And they were like, we are so sick and tired of Jada. We feel so bad for Will. I don't even know why Will's with her. Uh, I don't know either, Will. So He's- this is from The Insider. It says, Will Smith reveals that he and Jada Pinkett Smith decided at one point in their marriage that they would no longer be monogamous. And it says, marriage for us can't be a prison. You know what time? You know what time they decided that they weren't going to be monogamous? Right about the time of Jada Pinkett's, Pinkett's entanglement. Entanglement, mm-hmm. Right. Don't be a co- What's a cuckold? Will, don't be a cuckold. <laughs> Stand your ground. You could do better. <laughs> I think Megan Thee Stallion is, is um, single as fuck, and I'm- yeah, and she's ratchet, something, bougie. Yeah, she's all those things. Oh, yeah? Is that what he said he wanted? Ratchet? I don't know. Bougie? I don't know. I don't think it would hurt Will Smith to, well, to get a little bit of something freaking freaking like that. Well, who do you, you don't know that they are because apparently they're both humping other people. You know he is not. 
It is Will Smith. He is not humping anywhere. You don't know else. Will Smith. Will Smith is not humping anywhere. He's like America's fucking sweetheart. He was, he's like, he will always be Fresh Prince of Bel Air to everybody. But we don't actually know him. I mean, he's probably out there just finger bagging all kinds of people. Finger, you don't know. finger banging. <laughs> you don't know. No. He is just hurt and lashing out because his wife is out there having entanglements. Well, let me read what he said. With young kids. <laughs> Will Smith, you're so passionate about this. Oh <laughs> She's so passionate about it. Says Will Smith spoke candidly in a new interview about the decision he and Jada Pinkett Smith made at one point in their marriage not to practice monogamy. Says Jada never believed in conventional marriage. Jada had family members that had an unconventional relationship. Smith 53 said in an interview for the November cover of GQ. So she grew up in a way that was very different than how I grew up. There were significant endless discussions about what is relational perfection. What is the perfect way to interact as a couple, Smith continued. And for the large part of our relationship, monogamy was what we chose, not thinking of monogamy as the only relational perfection. Smith and Pinkett Smith wed in December 1997 and later welcomed two children, a son, Jaden Smith, and a daughter, Willow Smith, born in 1998 and 2000. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. Throughout their marriage, they've been vocal about how their relationship has evolved and why they don't refer to each other as married anymore. Smith and Pinkett Smith, a star of the 2017 movie's Girl Trip, have also revealed details of the relationship Red Table Talk, the Facebook watch talk show uh, hosted by Pinkett Smith. That show gets on my nerves. It's so pretentious for some reason. I don't know why. It's like, Will, just shut up. Will Smith, I don't know why. right now, because of his children, and he wants to respect his baby mama, is, doesn't want to call his wife a hoe. Well, let's see. In an episode released in July 2020, Pinkett Smith sat down with her husband for a frank conversation about her entanglement, there it is, with the R&B singer August Alsina. Pinkett Smith said she and Alcina had a relationship that began a few years earlier when she and Smith were going through a difficult time and broke up. The actress said that she and Smith were separated amicably and that Alcina was not a homewrecker. Toward the end of the episode, Smith said that he and Pinkett Smith had really gotten to that new place of unconditional love. The stars also alluded to Smith having a relationship outside of their marriage but didn't elaborate. There's a real power in just knowing somebody's riding with you no matter what, and you can't really know that until you've gone through some stuff, Smith said, adding, I'm going to get you back first, and then, you going to get me back, Pink and Smith said. I think you got me back. I think we're good on that, okay? Whatever. Oh, shit. They laughed before Smith said, okay, that's probably true. In his new GQ interview, Smith said that while this unique dynamic had worked for them, he wouldn't recommend it for others. We have given each other trust and freedom with the belief that everybody has to find their own way, he said. And marriage for us can't be a prison, and I don't suggest our road for anybody. I don't suggest this road for anybody. But the experiences that the freedoms that we've given one another and the unconditional support to me is the highest definition of love. So then he kind of goes back on and like he's keeps going like through all these little things. But at no point in time does he really say anything else. <sighs> it says Oh, wait, hold on. Smith's interviewer, Wesley Lowry, wrote in his GQ profile that the actor delicately explained to him that Pinkett Smith wasn't the only one engaging in other sexual relationships. Lowry said he sensed that Smith wanted to say more but decided against it when they spoke weeks later. It may seem hard to believe, but I would lose sleep over not giving you the answer that I know you could use, Smith told Lowry. I want to help you. I want you to succeed. I want you to have a headline. But by the same token... I don't want to deal with the backlash of that in the world. 
That's because he's trying to keep his. He wants to keep his his good his it? good boy persona. Mm-hmm. Huh. So see, whatever. I don't believe it. You think he's just making it so she he's doesn't making, look so bad? He's making it so she doesn't look so bad. He's like disgusted in her. I, I can feel it oh. in my bones. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh my god. So when you hear this, it will be the beginning of spooky season. Ooh. And right now, I have. The origins of 25 monsters and ghosts and how they came about. I'm not going to read all of the descriptions. I'm just going to give you the little rundown. So jack-o'-lanterns are actually an Irish myth. There was a man called Stingy Jack. In which a man called Stingy Jack, it was like a, a, like a folklore. Mm-hmm. In which a man called Stingy Jack tricks the devil and ends up condemning Condemned to walk the earth, unable to get into heaven or hell. According to the tale, the original lantern was carved out of a turnip. Jack used to lay his way as he wandered through the dark. When Irish Irish immigrants moved over to America, they brought that tradition with them. They discovered that pumpkins make better ones, so now it's a jack-o'-lantern is made out of a pumpkin. No kidding. Yes. Um, zombies. The flesh-eating zombie creatures of movies galore are a Haitian in or- origin. Okay. Animated corpses raised by voodoo priests called bokors. So I was wondering if it was voodoo. Right. Once reanimated, the zombies would remain under the control of whoever brought them back. The creatures first entered widespread popular culture in the 1929 book The Magic Island of William by William Seabrook. Three years later, the film White Zombie. Through our modern, though our modern zombies have become associated with more with like plagues and viral vir- mm-hmm. viruses than um, sorcery. The original zombies didn't even eat human flesh. Mm. Crystal balls um, may have been described by Pliny the Elder in the first century in the one chapter of his natural history. He discusses magic performed by water balls and all sorts of other tools. Some scholars have associated these practices with all the with druids. So oh, okay. they are druid. Um, I can kind of see that, I guess. Mummies, yeah. of course, are ancient Egypt's. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? A friend of mine is actually in Egypt right now. And I'm like, wow. It, he, it's it's amazing. Is he hanging with the mummies? It's a her. It's Cindy Lou's sister. Oh. So she's actually went on the trek and did the big old flights and all that stuff. And her and her husband went. And they're seeing all kinds of neat things. And they got to do a um, uh, hot air balloon. Oh, cool. At, at sun... At, daylight or yeah daylight so like sunrise? When the sun was, sunrise that's what i was trying to say god damn can't get that out at sunrise like over all the pyramids and all this it was really neat and she took like video of it and all that stuff it, it's just it's amazing huh yeah she's going down to see those little caves like inside some of the stuff you know the little caves are like little tiny little things with all the like hieroglyphs and everything it, it's pretty neat but it was like giving me like the eebie-jeebies because they're like really really small tiny little things. oh yeah i wouldn't do it anyway Okay, so the number 13. Mm-hmm. Some of us fear the number 13. Um, Triskidekaphobia. The superstitions surrounding Friday the 13th, however, are less concrete. One, concrete. One theory traces it to the Last Supper attended, attended by 12 apostles and Jesus. The fact that the crucifixion traditionally took place on a Friday, the combined fear of Fridays and the number 13, however... It didn't really take hold until the early 20th century when Thomas Thomas Lawson published a book called Surprise, Friday the 13th. No. Go, go figure. <laughs> Trolls. 
Trolls come from the Norse mythology that are prevalent of folklore through Scandinavia. They generally live in caves around the world and other rocky formations and can be either quite giant or quite small. Paleoanthropologists like Born Kruten have argued that the troll mythos come from past down tales of when Cro-Magnum ancestors met Neanderthals thousands of years ago. Okay. So that's where that comes from. The Headless Horseman is another Irish lesbian. Lesbian. I was like, wait a minute, another Irish lesbian. Is another Irish legend. <laughs> so basically, it's a guy sitting upon a horse with no head. He rides through, blah, 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 blah. Um, if it wasn't creepy enough, don't worry. The Dulhan also carried, that's what they call him, a whip made out of a human spine. Be careful if he, stop, if he stops and says your name. You'll die instantly. Oh, I never knew that. Yes. So Bigfoot, Bigfoot. Is a large furry ape-like creature, whatever. We know how Bigfoot came about. Vampires. Vampires entered modern society through the publication of John Pilodori's The Vampire in 1819 and Bram Stoker's Dracula in 1897. That's how old that shit is. Mm-hmm. Though vampire-like creatures are presented in mythology of many cultures, it is literature that began to shape the traits of the iconic ones that we know today. The vampires of Eastern Europe, for example... We're not pale and thin, but ruddy and little bloated. Ruddy, yeah, or ruddy, ruddy. R u g d d y. So like you know, like icky colored skin, and they were bloated. Right. Wonder why they're bloated. So trick or treat. Trick or treat is called mumming or going around the neighborhood in costume and saying specific lines in exchange for food. This has been a staple of certain holidays since the Middle Ages. This custom first applied to Halloween in the 16th century Scotland. When it was called guising, the term trick-or-treat wasn't used until 1930s and is decidedly American. Wow. The Kraken. Now, the Kraken is that thing that's underneath the sea that's like the big big old octopus. octopus. According to Nordic folklore, the Kraken was a giant sea monster that could devour a ship in its entirety and swallow the crew. The legend likely is origins in sailors' encounter with a giant squid. So there's that. Um... Broomsticks. Flying broomsticks. This one is weird. Broomsticks become associated with flying because of witches. Flying ointment, a potion made up of various hallucinogenics like the fungus ergo that grew on rye. Since ingesting the ointment orally led to a host of unpleasant side effects, witches chasing a high... (laughs) A high supposedly began to administer it through, well, other areas. Apparently it felt like... Yeah, so they put it in there... And apparently it felt like flying. The Loch Ness Monster, we all know about that one. Dragons, we all know about that one. Mermaids. Half-human, half-fish mermaids exist in multiple mythologies as both beautiful maidens and frightening monsters. One of the earliest examples of such hybrids are the Apoluku of Babylonian mythology. Sages associated with god Ea that were disrespect- oh, depicted as half-man, half-fish. Hmm. El Chupacabra, that's like the uh, Mexican. The Mexican one? Like Mexican, Mexican werewolf? It's like the Mexican name. Bigfoot. It's oh, like, is it? I thought it was like a werewolf. No, it's, a, oh, okay. it, it's I guess it kind of, it's kind of like a vampire. It sucks the blood out of the goats. Okay. Um, Magic wands, uh, or actually an ancient Egyptian thing. Oh, wow, okay. Bloody Mary. Um, Chanting Bloody Mary in front of a, the mirror of a dark bathroom is a sleepover tradition. 
Yeah, it's like the same thing as Candyman. So yep. you say Bloody Mary five times five in the times, mirror. Like you do with Candyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Detroit Mary could be English Mary Queen, the first who accused many Protestants of her- heresies, sealed their fate, earning her nickname Bloody Mary, given the common name. However, it's possible Mary doesn't refer to, to anyone at all. She's scarier either way. Werewolves, whether human or who shifts into a wolf or human, wolf hybrid, was first mentioned in the Epic of Gilgamesh, which tells a woman who turned a previous lover into a wolf. Another popular origin story is that the Greek myth of Lycon from Zeus, who turned a wolf into a... who Lycon, who Zeus turned into a wolf in a fit of rage. Is that kind of like... Like werewolf, isn't it? Like a lichen? Yeah. Like, so that's the same, that's same, where that came same from? Same thing. Okay. So a banshee, banshees are those things that you hear screaming in the woods at night. Okay. Female spirits of Irish mythology, banshees foretell the death by screaming or wailing. They can appear as young maidens or old hags. As usual, have unkept hair and green or red clothing. Their name, Ben Side in Old Irish, literally means female fairy or female elf. So oh. it is told that if you come across a maiden or young girl and you're speaking to her and she seems completely normal and then she lets out this blood curdling scream that she is foretelling your death. Like you're oh. you're going to die. Kodama. I don't know what these are. Kodama are Japanese tree spirits. Oh. According to the legend, they live in the trees that are 100 years old. In some stories, they reside in specific trees. But in others, they can move throughout the forest. Introduced to the West through the studio Ghibli from Princess, <laughs> Mo- <laughs> Princess Mono Coke, their legend goes further back than Kojiki or records of ancient matters. The oldest surviving Japanese book mentions something in them about wow. these creatures. Okay. Poltergeist, which means noisy ghost in German, is usually a spirit that haunts a person rather than a location. They usually express their anger through the disruption of the household, slamming doors, moving chairs and other objects, and even pinching people. The first investigated case of poltergeist happened in Scotland and England in the late 1600s and involved enchanted drums, beggars seeking revenge, and devil worship. The famous movie, however, didn't come out until 1982. Huh. So now they say that... um, poltergeists are due to the angry energy of you'll find them in houses with prepubescence and and preteens well that's what i was gonna say i'm like i thought the difference was like when you deal with them is that it's an abundance of negative energy yeah that's what i sort of sort of create themselves through that energy they create something else or something that's what i thought it was okay and this is the die buck i don't know what a die buck is it is a malevolent spirit from jewish mythology that possesses its human host the name comes from a hebrew word meaning to cling said to be a soul of a dead person the die buck first appeared in the 16th century literature before frightening us in films in 2009 like the unborn and 2012's the possession the word boo the oldest recorded in oed for the modern spelling boo is found in the writing of two 18th century scots gilbert crocat and john monroe who said it was used in the north of scotland to frighten crying children in the sense the spread far it has since spread far and wide. Like, if they were crying, you go, boo. Yeah. Weird. Razors and candy apples. This is the last one. And Razors we, and candy apples? Remember, this was big in the 80s. Poison candy, chocolate bars, 
and apples with needles inside, and every even treats containing razor blade have been used to scare children around since the mid-1900s. The myth gained traction through news segments, advice columns like Dear Abby, and word of mouth. The good news is that the fear of candy tampering is almost entirely unfounded. Socialist Joel Best investigated and discovered only instances of adults messing with candy to try and get money or children doing the same for attention. So my aunt Terry used to make these candy apples that were amazing. I looked forward to them every year. And then yeah. one day it was like illegal for you to make candy apples. Like you won't find anybody giving out candy or caramel apples around here. Right. Now because it's illegal. Because it, it's not regulated like those little mini Snickers and shit like that. Right. But basically, you know, these people are getting their fucking candy x-rayed and everything else. And there's like hardly, there's no proof. There's no actual story of anybody putting anything in any candy. So it's never happened and never, there's never there's any no documented. documented event of it. It's always been parents trying to get money out of the candy situation, like the candy companies or kids tampering mm. to get attention. Oh my God. Happy fucking Halloween. I know. I'm kind of like looking forward to Halloween. Have you figured, have you talked to you about your, or got your costume yet? I'm going to get, be a pirate and Paco is going to have a shirt that says, this is my pirate costume. You're kidding me. No, he doesn't dress up, but he'll put on a t-shirt that matches my costume. That is hilarious. He's a helper. Well, I know, um, Bethann was like, why don't you do, uh, um, a Halloween party? Because usually the Lestardos do it. And this year they said that they may not do it. So, I will be in Vegas. For Halloween? Yeah. Well, so I was like, all right, you know, maybe. I'm like, that could be fun. Um, and then, you know, we didn't really get to dress up last year, Bruce and I. So we were thinking about, like, dressing up like uh, some Oktoberfest people. Oh, well, they have the, they still have, like, the Halloween party at the pub and all those other places. I don't know. I thought it'd be fun to do. Like, to have, like, people over and all that stuff. But I'm not sure yet. I don't know. I don't know what's really going to happen. But anyway, it's 53, so you can take us home. Um, If you have ever had a fart escape out of your mouth, <laughs> uh, write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Um, it's called a burp, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> bottom burp. Um, You... <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like the burps that kind of, like, you, go up the front of you. Also, if you think Jada Pinkett pop. Smith killed Tupac, please write us in oh at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can also find us on all major platforms that you listen to podcasts on. You can find me on TikTok at uh, Jamie Hullable. You can find Danielle on TikTok. You can follow her, even though she's only posted one video. And it was about Dan these ugly ass toenails. They were so Danielle straight from the net at TikTok. And you can I'll find us at on... Some point. So Facebook at Straight From The Net. <laughs> and you can find us on this because we have one thing that other podcasts do not. We are on New York Daytime Radio. That is right. They thought that was a great idea and they put us on Daytime Radio. You can find us every Friday morning at 10 a.m. on the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio. If you are out of the listening area, you can get the WMLD app on all the major app stores. Or you can listen in on the TuneIn app, which is also in the app stores. And if you miss it, that's okay, because they say they play us again on Saturdays at 7. Uh, we still have you other to check it out. Um, and if you miss that, that's okay, too, because I'm going to upload this very show Ooh. to our mother. Ooh. And as she's talking to Lainey, to our mother platform, which is SoundCloud. 
But you can also hear us, like, all over the place, like she said. So, like, iTunes and all that good stuff. Lainey says bye. Yeah, but in the meantime, we will see you guys next week. Oh, my goodness. All right, bye. Bye.